irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Alright guys, welcome to the show. Uh, today's show is actually uh, partly sponsored by my mom because she's the biggest uh, fan of our guests. I'm Keith Reza with my uh, guest host, Alan Lee. How you doing, Alan? How you doing, man? Doing uh, I'm excited. Yeah, this is a big Rich show. Rich Little. Yeah, I haven't introduced him yet. I was going to like... I'm just blown away. Oh, okay. Well, for those of you who don't know, uh, this our next our guest today, he's been on The Tonight Show with Johnny yeah. Carson. A thousand times, uh, Dean Martin's celebrity roast. He was on the. He was in the movie The Other Side of the Wind, and he has a book that he wrote called Little by Little: People I've Known and Been by Rich Little, which is very very well. And he's also he performs every single week at the Laugh Factory in Las Vegas. That's right. Uh, I think it's Wednesday, Monday through Wednesday, and then Sunday shows. So really Sunday through Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They should just say that on the flashcards. Sunday through. Whatever. What does it say there? I don't know. But he's also <laughs> known as the man with a thousand voices. Ah. He's a celebrity impersonator. At least a thousand. Yeah. That's, that's got to be like, because I only know four people that I could do. Like if I'm impersonating someone, I don't know a thousand. That's got to be tough. Well, if you're rich little, apparently yeah. it's not that tough. No, it's got to be easy for him. But I want to see like yeah. if we could get like a... Uh, celebrity impersonator face off between you and Rich a little. I I bow out. You, you know, bow I, I'm out. Not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be fun. Sure. Yeah. Be sure. Like, with you laughing. Remember, right? remember with Skylar Stone, he's like Larry King live. Well, you know what? Uh, don't <laughs> listen. Don't knock that. I'm still working on that. Yeah. You know. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that was okay. Uh, that was what five years in the making. You just say uh, no, no, it wasn't five. It was maybe three. Yeah. I think I think Larry King would be easy if I watched Larry King, but I only. Oh, you got to just go like this. <laughs> hey, Keith, who who are you sleeping with now? Is that Larry King? It's my version of Larry <laughs> King. I, I don't think it's that bad to tell you the truth. Yeah, but you know what would be funny is like you know it, what? what I want Rich Little to do Larry King. Oh, I don't want to put him on the spot. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't want. I bet know. you you could do Larry King like that. Like, well, maybe maybe he'd help me. Yeah, maybe he'd he could give coach me some me. how to do Larry King tips. Yeah, yeah. but no, my mom. I told my mom that uh, I'm because we were supposed to go to Vegas to interview. Uh, That's and, right. And then uh, it didn't work out. Mm. I didn't uh, get on the shows, and then Rich um, he had flight trouble. So mm. I figured we'll just do a phone interview in L.A. Even though it'd be cool to go in the studio yeah. and yeah. bring the studio to him. So my mom's like the biggest Rich Little fan. She didn't believe me that is I had Is she going to call in like she did with Norm McDonald? Oh, no. I, I won't you sure? Let her. Yeah, I won't let you, her. Are you sure? You, yeah. I don't know. Because I'm ready. I don't, I don't, if she wants to come in. Yeah, you know. When she did that, <laughs> I... I thought it was funny. Well, you know what? It was it was funny, but you know what I heard is is that she knows Norm. So she could, you know... Oh, She well, could talk to him whenever yeah. I opened but the pe- but, you know, But, you know... The, and the, she had to do it on the podcast. Oh, I, the viewers I, don't I, know that she knows him, though. Yeah. So it was kind of for them. I just thought it was a little... Well, uh, anytime, anytime. It kind of embarrassed me. Oh, I'm sorry. You know? Well, moms, you know, mothers can do that. Yeah, that's what they're known for. Yeah. So anyways, so Bobby's she said too. she would sponsor this episode, or partly sponsor this sure. episode, if I 
uh, admitted my wrongs on you know our fights and stuff oh, forever for wow. the next five years. So Did you, now, you didn't write them down. No, no, because I don't even know about the fights yet. But <laughs> for, for the future, they're all my fault. Oh. Yeah, 100%. Wow, that's yeah. a commitment. Yeah. I don't think I could do that. Yeah, but hey, Rich Little is on Raise the Riffs, and it's worth it, right? I think so. All right. Well, we're going to give him a call right now. i got to figure out the Skype thing because they did a whole new update. Uh, oh, geez, that's new to me. Yeah. Is that is that uh, uh, our producer put that? phone there for us no that's the facebook live okay okay so i'm gonna call rich a little let me introduce you sure okay? but the skype you know what you're doing the skype uh, yes beautiful it's, e- it's easy you beautiful. type in the number and you hit call yeah. i mean i know how to do that I didn't it's not rocket science i didn't think we were going to do that oh so i just wanted to know yeah but let, you know because you know he, he's probably waiting yeah, right yeah. now wondering what happened all right but don't just all right i'll give you a oh. proper error. I'll be like friends. All right, we're calling Rich Little, guys. Hello. Hi, Rich. This is Keith Ray. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing very good. Oh, very th- good. Thank you so much for doing the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. My uh, pleasure. Let me introduce you to the co-host, Alan Lee. Uh, Alan, this is Rich Little, the great Rich Little. Thank you, Richard. You have no idea what a fan I am. Uh, in college, I Thank would you. be in the library studying. Thank you. Uh, and I would look up at the clock, and I would say, dear God, I've got to get home. R- Rich is on you know, uh, Johnny Carson, 1030. And I would just stop studying, jump into my car, and just speed home, as the rest of the country did. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, in those, in those days, you know, the the Tonight Show was a a very watchable show. I mean, everybody everybody watched yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. the Tonight Show. You know, you would dash home from dinner to see the Tonight Show, and um, not so much anymore. But uh, uh, back at the uh, you know at the time I was doing it, um, a lot of people were watching because Johnny was the best there was. There's nobody better than he was. Yeah. Everyone watched that show, uh, even the cops, so they didn't like write any speeding tickets for Alan. You oh, know? Oh, oh, yeah, that was a plus. They were they were they were watching the show as well as I sped home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I did it. Um, uh, let's see, I did it thirty thirty two times. I hosted it. Oh. And I don't know how many times. I don't know how many times 32. I was on it, but uh, uh, that that oh, show um, tonight show did a lot for my career. I would say the three shows that did a lot for my career were um, The Tonight Show, uh, probably The Dean Martin Roast, mm. and Hollywood Squares. Oh. oh, yeah. I love the roasts. Now, you got, you got uh, because you, you've said in other interviews that you've never, you didn't do Johnny Carson impressionations until you caught it at the zoo and you saw an ostrich. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So. I went uh, down to the San Diego Zoo, and uh, I was looking at some ostriches, and uh, and I thought, that's the way to do Johnny Carson. You know, because Johnny was always looking around mm-hmm. and had those little jerky movements and uh, all those mannerisms, and it, it, it was very much like an ostrich. And uh, <laughs> I remember he said, he said to me when I told him that on the show, he said, 
you mean you mean you think I'm a bird? <laughs> and I said, no. He said, well, I, I've laid a few eggs in my time. <laughs> <laughs> but no, ostrich is just one of those funny words. You know, you could always say it and still laugh, chuckle a little, you know. That was a joke in, the, yeah. in of itself. Yeah, that's a bird. Um, Rich, I don't know if you remember me, but um, I performed at the Laugh Factory about a year ago with Jeremy Hotz and Fraser Smith. And um, yeah. and uh, I, I'm the one who told Fraser Smith to go talk to you to do his show. And like, because Fraser was all, he's like, oh my God, that's Rich Little. He'll never do my show. And I was like, the worst he could say is no. So, you know, you did his show. And I, I, I like to take credit for setting that up. Oh, great. You played <laughs> the Laugh Factory. How, how did you like it? Oh, I love the Laugh Factory. It's the best club in Vegas, I feel. Yeah, it's a very intimate room. And, um, you know, the audience is pretty close to you, though. Yeah. You know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, it has a nice feeling to it. It's uh, it, I enjoyed it there. I, I, I did my 700th performance the other night. Wow. wow. So I've been there three and a half years. I think it's time I went home, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> wow, seven hundred! Wow, that, now see that just must be amazing to do. Uh, you know, that's seven hundred hours of comedy for different audiences. Like that's a thrill. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, when you do the same act every night, sometimes you have to leave a bookmark. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same act every night. Uh, no, I, no, I changed it around. Actually. Yeah, because when I saw you, you changed it. Well, you know, I, it's not a good idea to change the whole show. That's dangerous. But if you change little bits of it and then it doesn't work, well, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. And you, so you do it gradually. Yeah. That's the best way to do it, you know. You might, you might find something to do and you think, oh, this is great. I can't wait to do this. And it doesn't work. And... Um, so, you know, it's it's a hit and miss thing, really. Yeah. What what would you say is your favorite part about doing uh shows like that, meeting the people after? Well, yeah, meeting the people after is great. I, I sell my merchandise after, you know, my my book. I have a book out mm-hmm. now and uh I sell a lot of my sketches because I'm an artist. Yes. And uh a lot of my old shows and um all the money goes to the Gary Sinise Foundation for the troops. Oh, so it's, it's it's really worthwhile doing, that's and fantastic. Um, and that's where you meet the people, and um, that's great. You know, once in a while, they'll start doing their impression for me, but um, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> do Do you ever get offended when someone tries to do an impression of you? Oh no, no. There was a guy the other night that started to do an impression for me, and. Halfway through, I said to him, wait, hold on, hold on. Who are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit hard to figure out that kind of impression. No, because, because like, yeah. the thing about impressions but, is... But, you know, you know, the thing about, thing about me is, uh, you know, um, you have to be a certain age to appreciate my show. Because yeah. you got to know who Gene Martin is and Jimmy Stewart is and John Wayne is. I had a... 15-year-old kid in the show a couple of weeks ago sitting down front and I thought he doesn't know anybody I'm doing and the kid was laughing his head off I couldn't believe it so when the show was over I singled him out and I said you seem to enjoy my show and he said Mr. Little you're hysterical I loved it he said but I was confused though and I said you were confused yeah he said I was wondering why you kept changing your voice (laughs) 
<laughs> that's got to be the best audience re- reaction ever. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, if I was a kid, I would be like, I didn't know John Wayne spoke like that. I just oh. thought he was an airport. <laughs> that's interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's funny. I thought he was an airport. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah. Well, John John Wayne was great. I once showed him how to do his walk. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah. I was uh, I was um, working over at Screen Gems doing a, a situation comedy, and uh, John Wayne was on Laugh-In, and they had him in a bunny costume, you know. Yeah. And <laughs> I went over to watch... Um, watched them shoot this sketch and uh when i was leaving he said little don't you leave this studio without showing me how i do my walk i'm losing it <laughs> so i i did uh, john way's walk in front of the whole cast and he looked at me and uh, i went right across the whole set as john wayne and then he said to me well hell I've been walking like Loretta Young for 50 years. <laughs> oh, man. That's nice that he was really nice about that. Loretta <laughs> Young. Well, he had a very distinctive walk, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, Rich, you're known as the man of a thousand voices, but you also uh, share that nickname. Uh, did you know that? With uh, Mel Brant. Blaine. Blank. Well, blank. He yeah. says, well, I'm not a man of a thousand voices. Who does a thousand voices? That's that, ridiculous. I thought I thought <laughs> you, know, you I, do. I probably do about if if I was uh, put to the test, I could probably do about sixty impressions, mm-hmm. tops. Yeah. Wow. That's. Yeah. I th- I thought I saw something on YouTube where I you just, you yeah, did a hundred in you three did a hundred and three minutes. Unbelievable. That's a lot more than six. Yeah, I, yeah, I did that a long time ago when I was in Canada. I did, uh, I did. Let's see, I did uh, seventy impressions in three minutes. I just did the names. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I would do like I would say, um, uh, 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 Jimmy 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 Stewart, uh, George Burns, uh, John Wayne, ah, uh, Johnny Carson, you know, and I just kept going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and I did them in three minutes, 70 voices Jeez. in three minutes. Wow. I haven't done it since. It's, um, it's, it, it takes a lot of concentration, and uh, I, I had a lot more guts back then, I think. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, also, but now, you know, you've got it all mastered, so you don't really need to do the 70. You could just do the, you know, the 60. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do 20 for that matter. It wouldn't really matter, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As, as long as you... I was doing a lot of Cana- I was doing a lot of Canadian voices too, so the mm. the routine doesn't mean a heck of a lot if I showed it in my show because I did a lot of Canadian voices when I lived in Canada and uh, newscasters and uh, people that were known in Canada and it wouldn't mean anything here, but uh, I'm I may get around to doing that again. It's it's a great idea. Yeah, just, and you just you do the you do it to music, you know, and mm. you oh, just yeah. throw the vo- names in it. Throw the names in, and uh, and it's quite a challenge. I I was watching Netflix the other night, and um, there's a documentary called The Other Side of the Wind, and you're in it. And I guess it was like, well, not really. I started the movie and couldn't finish it. 
Yeah. Um, and then I was replaced by Peter Bogdanovich. And so I didn't end up in the movie. But you were in the documentary. I, I might have been in the documentary because I spent three weeks uh, shooting, it, mm -hmm. uh, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, unfortunately, I had club commitments and um, I had to leave. And, and Orson was uh, devastated, but that was the deal I had. You know, Orson, Orson took forever to make a movie. Yeah. Um, uh, when I started The Other Side of the Wind, he had already started shooting it like three years before in Spain. Wow. And um, a lot of the people had passed away. So I, I'm amazed they got that thing finished. Yeah. I, I would love to see it because uh, I don't think I'm in it, but I am in the documentary, yeah, because I, I did start it, and uh, and uh, Orson was great with me. Orson Welles, the wings of man. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that was... That, uh... That took a long, long time to make because you, did you you started filming it in the seventies, right? And it just finished, so that's yeah. wow, that's yeah, a long shoot. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a long well, shoot. Well, it's kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird premise. It's a it's a movie of a movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, it's a movie of somebody making a movie. Yeah. And Orson Orson used to rewrite it every night. He would prop himself up in bed. He looked like an elephant and. Um, he would uh, rewrite the script every night. So uh, every morning we got new pages, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, but he uh, was a colorful guy. Yeah, he was, and John Houston was in it too. Oh, John Houston. Oh, John, John, uh, John Houston, the great act, the great uh, director, uh, uh, you know, that did the Maltese Falcon. Yeah. And uh, John Houston and Orson Welles were like Laurel and Hardy on the set. <laughs> All they did was clown around. <laughs> well, you you also did two other movies, uh, One Crazy Summer and Better Off Dead, and uh, they, oh yeah, and they both starred John Cusack. And I was just wondering, did did you ever meet John Cusack? No, I never met him. No, wow. I think I just did a couple of guest shots on it, um, just some couple of scenes in each one. But uh, I, I've never really, I've made a couple of movies, but not many. Yeah. You know, television. I concentrated mostly on television, yeah. and um, that's how I became known, basically, through TV. And, uh, you know, I, with all the television they've got today, there you know, there's no variety. So it's it's tougher for a comic to become known today than it was back when I started. Yeah, you know? yeah, because uh, now they have YouTube. I just, went, I just went from one show to another, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. I, you do the Glenn Campbell show, mm -hmm. and then... Next week you do Flip Wilson, and after that you do Carol Burnett, and, and then, you know it, it was just it was great. It was a wonderful time the seventies. I have a question: When you did those shows, uh, did they ever like tell you you can't do one show within a certain amount of months? Within a what? Like within a certain amount of months, like they they'd be afraid you're competing for their audiences. No, not really. No, no. Yeah. No, they were just uh, always concerned about the language you use, you know. Yeah. And if they were going to bleep you or not, you know. Mm -hmm. Today, you can say anything. Oh, that's, but, tr uh, that's true. You know, I mean, I remember when I I did uh, my first impression of Clark Gable on The Tonight Show, I had to say, frankly, Scarlett, I don't give a, a darn. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's strict. Yeah, that is pretty strict, but it's actually funnier like that, right? That is. That's, that's kind of, you know, it's a little quaint thing with the darn. <laughs> and then you, then you get... Scarlet, Allison, Scarlet, I'm leaving you. You're starting to really piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would go over very well, do you? No, but I'm you know afraid. when they shot they they shot that movie, they actually did have him say "damn" or "darn." They had him say "darn," and then they had "damn," but just in case they couldn't use it, and they, they you know, they 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 pushed and uh, and and got around the uh, the censors and um, and finally were able to use that. But boy, it seems pretty mild today, doesn't it? Oh yeah. wow! But uh, I actually like the "darn" quote better from you. That was funnier. <laughs> well, fooey on you, Scarlett. <laughs> but, but what do I know? I'm I'm just a grip. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get those curtains back upstairs. <laughs> uh, but did you ever have any run-ins with Jack Carter? Jack Carter, um, no. what well, he he was um, he, he was not easy to know. He was very tense. Yeah. Very nervous, and and um, he he wasn't terribly friendly, but he was funny though. Yeah. He was kind of he was kind of a little like uh, Don Rickles, you know. He was a put down comic, That's and right. uh, he had a lot of success. But um, he um, I I didn't really know him that well. Uh, no, Jack Carter. No, but no, he, I saw him just before he passed away, and he was much more friendlier then. But. Um, uh, he he was used a lot on a lot of the ropes, you know. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. you you also uh, roasted um, uh, Don Don Riggles. Yeah, Don Riggles. That oh, name yeah. was just that, that just. Oh, yeah. I was I've, getting him and Jack Carter confused. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, uh, Rich's impression of Don Rickles with Don Rickles in front of him was just a hoot. Yeah, I just it blew my mind. How was that? Was well, Don was like Don, Don? Don was the funniest man I've ever worked with. I mean, you couldn't top him. He he just uh, you know he he just kept going, and it didn't matter who he, I, in front of Reagan. He would go after Reagan. <laughs> I, I used to think, God, he's going to get deported, you know. <laughs> and he would he would attack me too, you know. And I loved it when he did it. Yeah. He would say, <laughs> "Rich, you're starting to get on my nerves." <laughs> anyway. Rich Little, <laughs> why don't you put your teeth in backwards and bite yourself to death? No. <laughs> Rich, Rich, you're going to the home. You're going to the home. And when you get there, they're going to say, who the hell is this guy? You'll never get out. <laughs> no. He, he, uh, he never was stumped, Don was. Yeah. I think he was stumped one time. Yeah. Did you ever see the episode of The Tonight Show where... Um, no. Uh, Don broke Johnny Carson's I did. Uh, ashtray. I did. And then he went right into the next <laughs> studio where Don was shooting mm -hmm. uh, Sharky or Sharky, whatever it was. And confronted him yeah. about the ashtray. Yeah. And Don was totally floored. He did not have an answer. <laughs> it was the only time I saw Don mumble. Because John, Johnny just walked right into the studio in front of him shooting and uh, said, yeah, yeah, you broke my, my ashtray. You know, it was, it was very great. funny. It was great. Well, he and then one night, uh, one night on, uh, on, on the Tonight Show when I was hosting it, um, uh, God, uh, who was the, the comedian? Uh, 
Dick Sean was on oh. and went berserk on the show oh, Dick Sean. and wrecked the whole set. That's right. Uh, is that the destroyed the set? Is that where you almost got killed on the Tonight Show? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He picked me up on his shoulders and threw me across the room. Jeez. Wow. And that wasn't and planned at all. He overturned the desk, and then we got in it, and we started to roll like we're going across the Potomac. <laughs> it was very funny, but it, it was dangerous, though, because he he threw all the uh, potted plants in the, on the floor, and he he just wrecked the whole set. I don't, I don't know how he got away with that. That's uh, quite, quite the improv man there. Was he? Was, he was a madman. He really was, Dick Sean. <laughs> so he wow. he did that without even telling you. No, so he sprung it on him. Wow. No. Wow. That no, would... I'd never met him before. Wow. No. Wow. That was, wow. boy. Did that scare you, like, in the moment that that happened? Well, it did scare me, and I, I show it in my show. And if you look at it, it looks like he, he looks like he really killed me. I mean, he <laughs> threw me through the air. Jeez. And I happened to land. Uh, I landed. Uh, Forward. With putting, sticking my hands out so I didn't hit my face when oh I landed on the floor. And so um, I didn't hurt myself, but I, I could have very easily. Yeah, that would have been interesting. I wonder if he killed me. Would they go to commercial? <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of ironic because Dick Sean died while he was doing comedy, and the whole audience thought he was just acting, and they were like, "That's him right, he was Sandy. That's right, he was lying down on the floor, and they thought he was just being silly. Yeah. And they went to wake him up to start the second act, and he he was dead. Yeah. Yeah. He but, died and he killed, well, or he killed and he died while he was killing yeah. on stage. That's right. That's probably the <laughs> oh, perfect act- joke. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, his act sure died that night. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but he, he, he was an interesting guy. He really was. I, I'm, never, I, I, I'm not to this day sure whether he was on something. Or whether he was just being silly, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Hard now, to tell. Now you wrote a, uh, you did Letterman in 2004, and then you said that Letterman said that you could only come back if you did a movie, Broadway, or a book, and then you wrote a book. So yeah, Letterman's no longer yeah, there. I wrote a book. By that time, he was off the air. But you could, you're welcome back now, though. Not really. But you I don't have. Think they got any offers? Oh, I would say no. I would I would submit to do it again. Well, I would, but I I never get an offer to do any of the the uh, talk shows. Ah, you know. Well, once you do it, raise a rich, the offers will. You know, come. sometimes sometimes people come up to me. The other night when I was signing after the show, a guy comes up to me and said, uh, well, "We're delighted to come tonight, gee, because you know the wife said you'd die. <laughs> <laughs> we you- thought you were dead." Do you get that a lot? You know. Oh, well, yeah, I do, actually, yeah. Wow. My, my wife and I wanted to see you before you died. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, they say the darndest things. People say the silliest things. When, when I don't know whether they're nervous or what, but the things people say, say to you are sometimes so bizarre. You know? <laughs> yeah. The guy the other oh, night yeah. said, we saw you in 1972 at the Landmark. Was this the same act you're doing tonight? (laughs) 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 Ass Orson Welles. (laughs) (laughs) 
But no, I, I, I remember when, say that. when I was pitched to do the Ed Sullivan show for the first time, uh, Ed Sullivan said, well, what does he, what does he do? And my agent said, he does impressions of Jimmy Stewart, John Wayne, George Burns, Jack Benny. And Ed said, well, why do I want him on the show when I can get the real one? Uh, it would have been funny if Ed and said, one time on one time and this is the this is a classic one time on the Sullivan show they were always pressed for time yeah. they always went overtime so they had to cut somebody or cut somebody's act and Ed came up to me and said just before I was going on he said we're running a little late tonight so you, you we've got to cut your act I said Ed I'm only doing four minutes I know but we've got to cut it I said well what what are you what are you going to cut he said, why don't you take the impressions out of it? <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. But it, it would have been yeah. funny if Ed said, uh, John Wayne, uh, who's that? I thought it was an airport. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Ed. <laughs> yeah, Ed was, uh, you know, the... Ed was one brick short, I'll tell you. He, uh, he was not a very um, he was not a very clever guy. He, he, he couldn't read, and he, you know, young people say to me, "Was Ed Sullivan a big star?" And I say, "Yeah, a very big star. Every Sunday night, his show was uh, like number one or number two. And then young people say to me, "What did he do?" And I said, "Well, uh, uh, was he a singer? No. Was he a comic? No." Well, and uh, you know, did he dance? No. What did he do? I was stuck for an answer. I said he's a pointer. He just points to the act. Uh, and then that's that's the money nowadays. Uh, you know, for back then he yeah. was probably making bank for yeah. pointing. Well, you know, if you remember Ed Sullivan, he was on the air for a long time. Yeah, he was. And he was always reading, always looking at the cue cards. Always looking at the cue cards, Ed was. Yeah. Even even when you were talking to him backstage, (laughs) some guy was behind me with cue cards. So he could talk to you. I remember the last time I saw him, and he was in his 80s, crossing the street in New York, and I said... Oh, Mr. Sullivan, how are you? A long time no see. And he turned around and he said, don't walk. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking at the sign. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been an interesting guest on Johnny Carson. <laughs> uh, who? Ed. Ed Sullivan. <laughs> who? I don't think Ed was ever on the Carson show. No, no, I was, just, I was, I was just joking. No. <laughs> oh man but uh it would have been funny like then he says don't walk and then 30 seconds later he says all right walk <laughs> yeah second cue card well when he said it i said well don't walk to you too mr sullivan my left <laughs> <laughs> but um that was the last i saw him uh, you know he uh, he uh, hardly recognizable yeah. a couple about a month before he passed away but he was an interesting guy, and and a lot of people like me and John Biner and and uh, Jackie Mason, we got a lot of mileage out of Ed Sullivan. Yeah, he was he was a great subject, you know. Who is your uh, favorite president to impersonate? 
Oh, Ronald Reagan, for uh, sure. Uh, Absolutely. He actually yes. liked your impressions, right? He said, Rich, you know, you do me better than I do. <laughs> and I was thinking, when I pass away, they should bury you. <laughs> That's why I never went to the funeral. Oh, <laughs> uh. But man, that that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Uh, did did you ever do your impression of Nixon in front of Nixon? Yes, I did. Oh. Really? Yes, I did. I Down in San Clemente. Yes. Early in my career, I was invited to a um, a garden party in San Clemente, and all of Hollywood was there. And at that time, all of Hollywood were conservatives. Mm-hmm. Boy, what a switch, huh? Wow, big time. Yeah. And um, my whole act was there, as a matter of fact. And I, I was invited uh, down there, and I, I, I did uh, Nixon in front of him, and uh, he didn't know who I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to do my Nixon in front of him, and he turned to his wife, Pat, and he said, Why is this? No, he said, Why is this young man speaking in a strange voice? <laughs> uh. yeah. No, he had no sense of humor at all. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Did you do Nixon for no. that 15-year-old boy? Oh, yeah. 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 He, was, he was laughing at everything. Yeah, he probably said, I yeah. thought Nixon was a library. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Talking library. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm just... So, Alan, do you have any uh, questions for Rich? Well, I tell you, as I was looking at the history of impressions, because he mentioned it in a special, uh, you know, there's a difference between an impressionist and an impersonator. And uh, the pantheon of political figures that uh, Rich has done, uh, especially during the Watergate uh, period, it's just, I I was floored by that. And it, it's it's that you know an an impressionist does this satirical stuff and and they love to you know go after political figures, and when he did you know most of the people involved in in Watergate, to my memory, uh, Rich had done, and I thought that was just an amazing example of that idea of an impressionist, uh, how how much they love to take on you know the satirical political viewpoint, uh, and and that's different than an impersonator. Is that a ballpark figure? Yeah. <laughs> That was like the longest question ever, huh? Well, you know me. I'd like to get my point in. (laughs) Uh, I was talking more of the Larry King. Watergate was was great for me because I had so much material, you know. And uh, the jokes were already written by the people I did. Ah. And it it was a great time for satire, you know. Um. Today, all they do is bash uh, Donald Trump, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, One uh, from morning to night. And um, it's kind of sad, actually. It is. But um, anyway, my, my Trump is coming along. It's not, not great, but it's, uh, you know, um, uh, I predict, I predict the wall will be built <laughs> in 30 years. <laughs> and President Pelosi will make sure the wall is built. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I saw Walmart I saw... <laughs> is going to build the wall. Or Wal, Wal, Walgreens or Mark Wahlberg. 
going to build a great wall, a wall, a great wall, a wall. A wall. Oh, that's fantastic. Do you know how to do Larry King? Because Alan wanted, me, wanted to ask it's that. A, it's a minor frustration with me. I don't think my Larry King is very good. You know, it's, it's a, hey, uh, starting this interview, uh, uh, who are you sleeping with? That's the best I could do. Do you do Larry, do you do Larry King? No, I don't do Larry King. <laughs> no. Okay. And either, either, either does Larry. <laughs> Larry, Larry, uh, Larry keeps talking till he thinks of something to say, you know? Yeah. He, he enters a room voice first, you know? <laughs> he also... He, but he, but yet he, I did him a, a show a couple of times, but... Um, I, I, you know, I guess he's retired now, isn't he? Huh? I think so. Well, he has a podcast kind of like this now, but oh, yeah, interesting. it's called oh. the Larry King Podcast. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Okay. <laughs> so, it's okay, it. they put him in a pod. Well, he can no longer say you're on the air. <laughs> that's true, right? It's true. Or on the air. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Now, I was I was watching watching Tucker Carlson the other night. Remember him on Fox? Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's on it. Hey, thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. Now, did Carson? Because uh, you mentioned that there was a time where you didn't get booked on the Tonight Show anymore. Was that because Carson got mad that you were impersonating him too much, or like, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that was. Yeah, um, I, I never found out what the reason for that was, but I suddenly was a no book on the show, and I found out a, there were a lot of people that were no books on the show, so I didn't feel too bad. But what, something happened, but I'm not. I never. I never got an answer on that. Yeah, I always got along well with Johnny. You know, um, um, we always got along well. It, it might have been uh, his his uh, producer, Freddie DeCordova. I'm not sure, but. Um, I, I didn't do it for a long time, and I I was not there at the end or anything. Yeah. And I, I you know I I hosted it 32 times, and I I, I should have been on the closing show, but uh, wasn't wasn't asked. Yeah. Kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, that w- that would bum me out too. But I mean, uh, did you ever like try and call Johnny himself and see what's up? No, no, I didn't. I went down there and talked to uh, Freddie DeCordova, the producer, and uh, he said, "No, no, no, it's, it's nothing, Rich. We like we like you, but we don't book impersonators anymore." Uh-huh. And then I would go home, and the following week, I'd see an impersonator on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, they weren't they're giving me the real answer. Yeah. Never found out what. Never found out what it was. But I played Johnny in a movie called uh, The Late Shift. Uh, and um, played Johnny Carson in that movie, and uh, apparently he liked it. Um, he sent me a little note saying he thought that my hair was a little too gray, but uh, <laughs> he thought the show was pretty good. Wow. Well, see, that's a compliment. Yeah. 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 It was cool. He was the best talk show host of all time. Yeah. No yeah. Yeah. About him. Oh, yeah. You also had the Rich Little show for a while. Yeah, I had my own variety show for one season. Yeah, and, so, uh, that was that was great fun. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah, you, Charlotte I, Ray. Charlotte Ray was on it, and uh, we had some good people. 
and good writers. And uh, it should have been a success. But unfortunately, the other networks decided to put shows opposite it. And I wasn't prepared for that. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> but did you ever have Johnny Carson on the show? No. Oh. No, he didn't no. book him. Didn't See, book him. That, that's probably why you were, you know. I think so. You got the, you're good. But one time, hmm? no, I, Carson, Carson didn't do my show, no. Yeah. But one time on Dinah Shore, when I was doing the Dinah Shore show, I was doing my Johnny Carson impression on the show, and Johnny walked right on the set. Wow. And we both were doing Carson together. And it's it's a great shot. It was a wonderful moment. Yeah. That's cool. So, uh, I'm running out of questions, and the producer just gave me the light. Oh, but, Rich, I wanted to talk about your book. Uh, little. How long did it take you to write the book? Uh, well, it, it took a, a number of years. I, I had a diary, so I had a lot of uh, interesting stories already written out, and then I just put it together, and uh, and I keep rewriting it. And uh, I, I, when I started drawing, I put a lot of my sketches in it, and uh, it's called... People I have known and been, little by little. And can and, the um, can the people buy it uh, on your website or at a bookstore? You can get it on Amazon. Amazon, I think. yeah, maybe at the bookstore. Yeah, awesome. And then they could also get it at your show at the Laugh Factory, right? Yeah, absolutely, every night. Yep. Uh, and, I, and I think I heard that you added a chapter uh, at the end of Don Rickles on uh, one more little summary. Yeah, I added I added oh. a chapter uh, with Don, so I re-released the book cool. and put a chapter in with Don Rickles and uh, re-released it. Yeah, I did that uh, just after he passed away. Yeah. Uh, so did you do that so he wouldn't be able to read it, or? <laughs> no, he he passed away. I don't think he'd he'd be able to read it. No, no, uh, <laughs> no. I know. I, I was making a lame lame joke. Oh. I only like all my jokes. They they're like fifty percent good, fifty percent bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But we, but we have the airplane and the library joke. That that always works. Good. That's a good one. <laughs> Keep that one. <laughs> all right, Rich. Uh, we're gonna go. But uh, I just wanted to ask if you could uh, tell my mom. Her name's Jill. If you could uh, wish her happy birthday. She helped sponsor this, and she's a big fan for you. Who, uh, uh, who is it, Jill? Jill, yes. Jill. How's who? Uh, just wish her happy birthday as Rich Little. She's a huge fan of yours. Okay. Well, Jill, uh, happy birthday. Oh. And uh, I hope you have a, a good day, and, and I hope you're able to blow out all the candles on your cake without starting a fire. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rich. I really appreciate the interview, buddy. Okay, this thanks, a, guys. A real thrill. Right. Have a great okay. day, and thanks again. Bye. Thank you, Rich. Okay, you're welcome. That was wonderful. Bye. That was that was the That's great a, Rich it's, Little. Oh man, I cannot believe that we're sitting here, you know, talking and joking around with Rich Little. Yeah, that was fun. This was unbelievable. My phone was going off like crazy. Who was that? Was that your mother? I. One of them was, yeah, and oh, then I turned we'll it off. You could have had her come on the show, yeah, like with Norm. Yeah, phone interviews, <laughs> I love them. <laughs> I, I, my first question I was going to say, uh, uh, I'll tell you later because 
I was like, so I felt like, like you know, with the with my Aspergers and stuff, like sure. phone, like in person interviews are way better. Yeah, you don't have the cues. You yeah. don't have the physical cues. So I was like, see, I tell you one thing though. You got to You got to You got think about this for a moment though. He might not have been the physical cues, but his voice, his regular, you know, who he is, his voice without any impressions, is just such a a relaxing, mellow voice. So you are know? you saying he liked me? I I think uh, I think he did like you, okay, but cool. I think his voice, though, whether he liked you or not, he could hate you probably. What? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I said his voice. You could not tell his voice. Oh. To me, you could have cued off, and you did. Yeah, you okay. did. You could, you, his voice was just wonderful. Yeah, just wonderful. Okay, cool. Because like I was like, it's Rich oh, it's Little. Just, I'm talking to a comic hero, and you know, then my mom started texting me and threw me oh, off. And yeah. Sam's giving us the light. Well. well uh, Go is there anything you oh. got coming up? That no, you wanna... I, I don't have anything to talk about right now. Uh, I'm looking for a car. You're looking for a car? Yeah, I'm looking for a car. That's all I'm doing. You're going to get car. a new car? I have, haven't decided yet. Yeah. yeah. I I just paid off my car. You're very good for you. So I, yeah. I'm, I'm envious. I, I'm, I'm thinking jealous. about getting a new car, too, just so I could pay off another car. Well, you want to give? You want to sell yours to me? I like it. I like your Okay. We'll, th- we'll talk about we'll that. We'll talk about this. Listen, this rocked. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just jazzed. This is awesome. And Can't believe you can it. see Rich Little at the Laugh Factory mm-hmm. in Las Vegas yeah. uh, Sunday through Wednesday mm-hmm. at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And he just uh, did 700 shows, which I find Jeez. remarkable. And his website is www.richlittle.com mm-hmm. where you can buy his book. Mm-hmm. Uh, his book is Little by Little People I've Known and Become by Rich Little. You can also buy it on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. And mom, thank you so much for sponsoring this show. Thank you, and uh, thank you, Mrs. Reza. Yeah, and uh, you know all our fights in the future, one hundred percent, guaranteed. Fault. Yeah, guaranteed. My uh, my fault. Guaranteed. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, Alan Lee. Alan Lee will be back. And uh, I got a show February 11th at Sal's Comedy Hall. Uh, you can buy tickets at www.sal's.com. That's on Melrose. On Melrose. Or you can go to www.keithreza.com to buy tickets. Also, if you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, rate and review, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, at Reza Riffs, R-E-Z-A-R-I-F-T-S. I'm Keith Reza. Have a good night, guys. Good night. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there, www.stereo.com slash Keith and on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it, and we'll rift with you again soon.